Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Hero Gadget! That's right, don't worry everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. All right, Hal. We're talking gadgets, buddy. You're a gadget guy. I'm a gadget guy. None of these gadgets are something that are readily available, though. I don't know. They're not, I mean, you could buy knockoff versions of it. By the way, thank right. you to Kitty Locher for suggesting this. Thank you, Kitty Locher. This is very exciting. I feel like you are going to have a more in-depth knowledge of specifically the superhero gadgets on this yeah. list. But there are lots of gadgets out there. What do you think makes a good hero gadget? I think it's the usefulness to the character. I think there are a lot of characters that use multiple gadgets. For example, to throw one out there from comic books, the Crescent Darts of Moon Knight, which are those moon-shaped knives that Mm -hmm. he can throw in the television series, which you've not seen, is pretty good. Mm -hmm. He throws them and they return to him, but he can use them in close quarters combat. He can toss them. They're very strongly associated with them, although over time he's thrown more things and, and had more weapons and gadgets. Right. Associated with them. But that's one that's very strongly associated with the character. So, right. you know, you can get coy and do like the shark repellent spray that Batman uses in Batman the movie. Man, can I tell you, I was literally just about to say shark repellent bat spray because it's my favorite <laughs> line from that movie. Hand me the shark repellent bat spray as he yeah. is kicking a foam shark that has yeah. caught onto his foot as he is dangling from a helicopter. It's an amazing, amazing gadget. It is. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Do you think a great hero gadget is something that is not purchasable, that you cannot, not anybody can get? Because I had one on my list. I wrote a few out to supplement. You came up with a great list of mostly comic book ones. But do you think it's just the gadget itself or is it the way it is used by the person? Specifically, the gadget I'm thinking of, anybody can purchase a whip. Exactly. But nobody can work a whip like Indiana Jones, but it's not going to be the best hero gadget, I don't think, because there is more than one whip. It is iconic. I don't know that it being solely the property of that character. Right. That makes it like, I mean, Inspector Gadget. Is both oh, I've got Inspector gadget. gadget on my list. Don't you worry. He's got a number of gadgets in there, some of which work it to his benefit, some of which will work to his detriment. And he has one gadget that I would maybe argue is the greatest of all gadgets. Hat helicopter? Yeah. Gadget copter. Go, go, gadget copter. And a helicopter shoots out of your hat. You grab two bicycle handles on either side of it, and you can just fly yourself around. You're gone. Yeah. Doesn't that sound amazing? Sounds fun. Ah, go, go, gadget copter. He's only like 10% a human being anymore, right? Yeah, I think he's made of adamantium, and he's got those claws. That's different. Wolverine is not didn't have anything replaced. He had his bones laced with adamantium. So you they're wouldn't rat. call Wolverine's claws a yeah. hero gadget. They're a gadget, but they're also a part of his body. Before they were wrapped in adamantium, they were... I got a gadget that's a part of my body. I... That was real dumb. The family show. <laughs> I... What? No. I... Oh, that's so dumb. 
All right. Shall we? Do you want to start with the non-superhero ones or do you want to start sure. with the superhero ones? Sure. Let's start with non-superhero because I think they're going to be – there's a couple in there that I've got. I'm sure you'll think of a few. Mm. And there's definitely a bunch in the superhero realm. And maybe we'll get one of each and have them battle it out in a gadget off at the end. Of course, I have gadgets. Go, go, gadget copter on my list. An amazing He's hero gadget. gadget. He is the gadget. He is the gadget. I would argue that he might not be the hero. I think Penny is the hero. Yeah, Penny and Brain. Penny and Brain are the heroes. Yeah. Gadget is basically, um, he's bionic Mr. Magoo frequently. He's Maxwell Smart. Yeah. And voiced by the same actor as well. That's right. The great Don Adams. So here are the ones that I have on my list that I think are iconic hero gadgets. Okay. The sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who. Sure. The lightsaber, specifically the lightsaber given to Luke, the hero in the first film. Not the one he builds himself. Uh, well, I would argue that the one that is the very first, uh, lightsaber that he is given is, dad's. is his dad's lightsaber and is a, is symbolic of the beginning of his hero's quest that starts yeah. this entire saga. But right. any lightsaber is uh, the lightsaber as a concept I have on this list. And, uh, also not his original one, but the one he wound up with, Harry Potter's Elder Wand. Uh huh is a pretty iconic gadget, one that is uh, sought after that also functions as a MacGuffin for the later films yeah. as they're trying to get their way to the Elder One. Did you just eh that one? All right, I reserve yeah. the right to eh at least a couple of these. Oh, you can as many on the as you superhero want. list. Oh, yeah, of course you can. Uh, why did you eh the Elder One? I don't know. I just... Uh... It's the I only can't... gadget of all of these that I actually own a replica of, by the way. I like Harry Potter, but I'm also kind of tired of it. Oh, maybe it, I could, I did just do a rewatch during Christmas because it was on. And when I would come home from work, come home from doing the show, I would just flip on the TV and I would be like, oh, I know exactly which movie, where we are in the story and what's happening. So I'm, I mean, I definitely have JK Rowling fatigue, which I think a lot of people. Well, do. sure. Well, um, as we but, talked last week, look, also, if you have, if you like handicap hot fries, you can yeah. still like Harry this Potter. This is true. This is true. Separating the art from the artist. Even with yeah. that, the ones that have come out most recently. Oh, were, the, um, the, was the American ones? Yeah. They just sort of like, I was like, Oh, maybe I don't like this world so much. Maybe I just like this story. Yeah. Cause sometimes a world expands and you're like, Oh, I'm learning more. There are more interesting stories to tell as opposed to like, Oh, this is, uh, this is just the whole thing is, uh, it's just about Harry Potter and his family. Sort of like the Star Wars thing is is all about the Skywalker, like that line. I'm sure what Ray I like Skywalker. About, Ray, yeah, Ray Skywalker. That's right, as we learned at that. But the one of the things I liked about The Last Jedi was that it forced you to it did like a slight camera shift of like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe they're not the only heroes in the universe. And now with oh, yeah. the television series with Mandalorian and specifically Andor, you get a yeah. lot more of the other stories happening in that universe, and they're all extremely well told and i think part of that is a number of different people contributing as opposed to well what else you got uh yeah. in america the 20s yeah i would agree with that well if we're talking then about world uh, yeah i think first of all i think you're right i think that the harry potter world does tend to like now it's the american version of the thing you've seen whereas the star wars universe is now we're going to follow the mandalorian which is 
an old west kind of story. It's like all different kinds of stories and storytelling. If we're going to different worlds and different versions of storytelling within a world, uh, I didn't have anything from Star Trek on my list, but what about the oh. phaser from Star Trek? The phaser, the communicator. I like the yeah. tricorder, I think is really interesting. But there's yeah. these little handheld devices to get readings of everything. Yeah. Would you call the holodeck a gadget? Uh, no, no, I think it's a really cool concept. I think of, I think a gadget is something that you hold in your hand. I don't think it's a room. Yeah. It feels like something that you can hold in your hand is what a gadget feels you like. You hold in your hand or you have on your person. Yeah. As opposed like to your, you like your copter in your hat. Your copter. That's why, I mean, for when I thought of, uh, Doctor Who, like the sonic screwdriver is to me more of a, well, how are we going to get out of this situation? Oh, he needs to open the door. He'll wave the sonic screwdriver. Well, you know this. what? Yeah. The way this kind of, like, it's an, it's purposefully ill-defined what it can do because then it can, then they can use it for anything to sort of get themselves out of a, like, if you write yourself into a corner, you can use the screwdriver. Do you think and it's I, too I easy? I like Doctor Who. It's not that it's too easy. I just, and it's cool looking. I have a spork that is a, I have a, a yeah. sonic screwdriver spork that I love very much. You, we were talking briefly about this before and you did mention the phrase deus ex machina. Yes, that is what it is. It is that to a T. And I think you can have devices where you write it in as like its function becomes necessary at some point to build mm-hmm. them out as opposed to, well, you, you don't really know what it does. It just does a ton of different things. It's whatever you need in that moment. Whatever is no. convenient is what it does. And that to me is, I don't, it doesn't feel like the best. It's definitely iconic. Yeah. And I love seeing people with the replicas of it. I like anything. Anything we don't pick, like you have your elder wand that you love. I got mm-hmm. to do, I was selected at Ollivander's to be. Oh, yeah. In be, LA uh, or in Florida? Find a one in LA. By Annie? No, by, uh, I can't remember her name. She looked like Annie, but it wasn't. You know, her. Annie, Annie is, uh, Annie is a wand keeper. No, she's not. There's a the character that looks like Annie. Who That's true. A There's a, keeper. you're right. There's a character that looks just like our thrilling adventure hour co-freshman Annie Cross. Yes. Uh, my yeah. sister from another mister. That's right. But yes, I got to do the wand show and then everybody left and I got to hang back in the room for a second. Very cool. All right. So we've talked about the lightsaber. We've talked about the wand. We've talked about the gadget copy or the sonic screwdriver. There's one I would like to throw out because okay. it is a, I think it's a cool old school version of a hero gadget. Okay. And much in the same way that Jules Verne invented things in his science fiction stories that scientists and technologists latched onto and went, actually, that would be really cool and then figured out ways to do it. I think there's a particular hero gadget that goes way, way back that scientists and technologists had their imaginations sparked by this hero gadget. Oh, in the way that scientists in the 1800s looked at what Jules Verne was doing, it sparked their imaginations and led to something that we all have in our pockets right now. And this happened back in the era of gangsters. Gangsters like Flat Top and Little Face and Big Boy. Ah, I'm talking, of course, radio <laughs> about Dick Tracy's wrist radio watch. Yeah. Oh, that was a cool gadget. It's got style, too. It wasn't the inspiration for the cell phone, but it is very cool. 
No, didn't uh, Hedy Lamarr was the inspiration for this album? No, she helped create. Uh, bl- she created the technology that Bluetooth and I think and Wi-Fi are built on. Gotcha. The communicator from Star Trek helped. Well, you can't. I mean, you can't claim that that was the only thing that did. No, it could have very well been the Dick Tracy as well. Built a handheld communicator that you mm-hmm. can use to wirelessly talk to people. Yeah, that is like there are interviews. There is a historical line drawn between those two things. But the two-way wrist radio is a really cool gadget. I loved it as a kid. I love that I have an Apple Watch now that I can use to talk like that. And the very rare times I've used it to have a conversation, I hold it up to my head like I'm Dick Tracy. Amazing. Is there a Dick Tracy app for the Apple Watch? I don't have an Apple Watch. I wish there was. There should be. If there's not, Disney, get on it. I know you still own the rights. Oh, it was a touchstone, wasn't it? Yeah, it was touchstone. Oh. Which is, did I ever tell you that that was our showrunner on Blood and Treasure? Used Touchstone as a genre that he aspired for our show to be. He said that the genre he wanted our show to be was 80s Touchstone VHS. Like, that's fantastic. That's an amazing genre. We all understand it immediately. Yep, exactly. All right, so that is all that I have on my list of non-superhero hero gadgets. Okay. Are there any of those that you think rise to the top? Um, I would argue the lightsaber is probably of those worth moving forward. I think you're right about the sonic screwdriver. It might yeah. just be too convenient. Honestly, you know, the thing I think of the most is Indiana Jones's whip as a hero gadget. Yes, because he uses it for a lot of different things. He uses yeah. it as a device to propel himself places. He uses it as a weapon, both for attack and self-defense. He uses it in Indiana Jones to get Willie Scott and bring her close to him, mm-hmm. which I don't know how that didn't break a rib, but they have it. So yeah. it is his trusty, like of all the things outside of his hat, which he always has to have his hat. The whip is more important than the gun. He survives without the gun in, in Temple of Doom. Yeah, but he uses that whip for everything. Yes. So in that regard, I could go and buy a whip. Yes. But... I won't be able to use it as effectively as this particular hero does. So maybe it isn't the gadget itself, but the hero wielding it. It's both. I think, I think that's, yeah. I like that's, that. That's fair to say. I would say I would take the lightsaber and the whip from this into our okay. finals. Sure. I love that. Sounds good. Should we take a break and then come back and talk about some superhero comic book stuff? Yeah. I'm going to toss out some notable comic book stuff. We'll see what you think of it. And then, uh, we will select a winner because we do it every single week. Haven't you yeah. learned by now? Yeah. Spoiler alert. We're going to pick one, except for those rare occasions that Hodgman has to fix things. <laughs> That's true. But he's on vacation. We'll be right That's back. That's true. From the Twisted Minds, that brought you the Adventure Zone, Balance and Amnesty and Graduation and Ether Sea and Steeplechase and Ultra Space. And all the other ones, the McElroy brothers and dad, are proud to reveal a bold vision for the future of actual play podcasting. It's, um, it's called the Adventure Zone versus Dracula. Yeah, we're going to kill Dracula's ass. Ah! We're gonna, well, we're going to attempt, we haven't recorded all of it yet. We will attempt to kill Dracula's ah! The Avengers M versus Dracula. Yes, a season I will be running uh, using the D&D 5th edition uh, rule set. And there's two episodes out for you to listen to right now. We hope you will join us. Same bat time, same bat channel. For, for bats. I see what you did there. 
People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Hal, let's dig into some comic books. Drop some comic knowledge on me. We already have a whip in the finals. Let's go with something else shaped sort of like a whip. The lasso of Hestia compels you to tell the truth, which is Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. I love this one. It's great. It's a great, it's very specific. It does one thing. Yes. But it does a thing that is so valuable, which is gets the truth out of people who would normally be lying to you. Also a weapon. I mean, she can use it in battle yes. to defend herself and stuff, but it is, it has its special property. Yeah. She also, she has two. Yeah. The other are the bracelets of Aphrodite, which are indestructible and she uses them to block bullets. She also has an invisible airplane. She does. She does. But the, I think like bracers or bracelets and. Yeah. We're talking about things that you can or, carry on you. A gadget is something you can carry on you. I would say it's something you carry on you you have on you rather than something you ride in. Because it, it, by that, if we were to argue the other way, I would say that the TARDIS is a much better gadget than the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, that's fair. For if we're going with vehicles. Yes. Yeah, I love this one. It does. It. There's a lot. Again, there's a lot of very heavy hitters on this list. But a lasso that makes people tell the truth is self-explanatorially cool. It's also kind of a cool bit of sci-fi. In that one thing that I like about a lot of sci-fi is it's here is one thing that is out of the ordinary. Let's see how society deals with it. Right. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that as a sci-fi element, mm -hmm. a lasso that makes people tell the truth, it's such a fun springboard for so many different storytellers to tell so many different kinds of stories that yeah. wherein that uh, particular element would be useful and interesting and something fun to play with yeah 100 percent. yeah it doesn't do much yes but that it does now she has her powers despite these weapons right or gadgets uh there is another hero whose powers come directly from their gadget mm -hmm. and these are the outer space cops known as the green lanterns each of which wears a ring yeah. ring of power and has a lantern that they use to uh, that is the, essentially the battery for it they have to charge it once every 24 hours by reciting the green lantern's oath yeah as they hold the ring in the lantern i don't like this one do you know the the oath no i don't know the oath come on what's the oath? oath in brightest day and blackest night no evil shall escape my sight well, those who who worship evil's uh evil's might something about captain laser beware, no beware my power green lantern's light there, that's what there I got confused for a second. Why here's my like problem. Here's my problem and why I don't like Green Lantern's ring and lantern. I'm thinking mm -hmm. specifically about the ring, but okay. For Green Lantern, it's this is, yeah, this is an amazing gadget. But do you know what comes along with this gadget? A whole lot of responsibility, bureaucracy, and paperwork. 
<laughs> There's definitely it's like you put order. this ring on. Guess what? <laughs> now you're part of this whole group of 3,600 or however many there are. Now I got, oh, I put this ring on. Can't it just be, can't I just have a gadget copter? I got to well, have a yeah, ring that you now can. I'm, now I'm in this bureaucracy now. You can have whatever you want. It's powered by will. And the only limit to what it can do is your imagination. So if you want to imagine, yeah. if you want to generate a, a gadget copter, you can do that. You can generate almost any of these gadgets using the Green Lantern's ring. Well, look, I don't it's, think it's, it's very winner, cool. Look, I, it's very, it's a very cool gadget, but it's, I got it. Uh, all right. Let's move on from the Green, even though Hal Jordan yeah. shares a name with me, it's fine. Oh, okay. Look, no, Hal Jordan's amazing and it does provide an incre, I mean, there are, incredible it's literally anything you can imagine it can do he did once go crazy and murder a bunch of lanterns anyway we're not going to get into that yeah it's one thing to be a deft archer yeah which robin hood is Mm -hmm. so you could say his bow and arrows are his gadget but what if your arrows were actual gadgets yeah then you would have a quiver full of trick arrows yeah like world class hackers and green arrow you got the boxing glove <laughs> the gas electricity if you go by the MCU you have the one with the uh, pin particles that they yeah. use to the boxing the glove one van. feels like it was created by Chuck Jones for a looney tune pretty much yeah they're very cartoony they're fun but, uh I, they're fun but i the, i don't think it's the winner yeah i don't think arrows are going to win all right who is the king of gadgets when it comes to superheroes? Oh, there's only one. That's right. And of the 29 men that have voiced him, one right now is going to say, it's Batman. That's right. It's Batman. I got a few here. Just, I would say this is kind of the, the holy trinity of Batman gadgets. Yeah. One Shark repellent bat spray. Shark repellent bat spray. A giant bomb with a wick that he throws into the water. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the batarang, the grappling, and the rehydrator and the for all the members of the UN. Oh my god! Uh, we have the batarang, of course. We have the grappling hook, mm-hmm. or the grappling hook gun, and then smoke bombs, which he can yeah. use to make his escape. Of these three, I would say the batarang is the most iconic. Here's here. I was thinking about this earlier. I think the problem with Batman in this particular episode, if it were best gadgeteer mm-hmm. batman would win hands down but if it's best gadget he's jack of all trades master of none there's not one specific thing you know what i mean yeah that's fair like if we could take batman's collective gadgetry as one gadget then i think that would be at the top of our list but i okay. don't know that we can do that in the same way we can do it later on we'll talk about iron man yeah all well, of his gadgetry comes in one form but, I was going to say, you got a billionaire who carries a bunch of handheld gadgets. How about a billionaire who makes a suit for himself? Yeah. First out of necessity because he's been taken prisoner, but then he becomes Iron Man, has made several different versions of the suit. I mean, that to me is a tough one to beat. It is. It's a very, it's a good gadget. For the everything that it can do. And also, you're not beholden to a whole bureaucracy like you are with that ring, which can also do anything. Iron Man's suit can do anything, and Tony Stark is the one in charge of it. Sure. And he's super rich, so he can build as many as he wants. But let mm-hmm. me let me paint a picture for you. What if you had no money whatsoever, mm-hmm. and you find yourself with powers, 
And before that, your greatest power was your brilliant scientific mind. So you're bit by a radioactive spider, and you realize the one thing you can't do that a spider can do is spin a web. So you invent a chemical compound that can create a sticky web with incredible tensile strength that will also dissolve after a period of time. Not only that, but you create a technology that did not exist. You create two wrist-mounted web shooters. And then you're the amazing Spider-Man. Hal, I saw the movie. His hands just do that. <laughs> the other two can't. Yeah. And they're guess real what? curious about it. One of them can. And are we going by Cider House rules or comic book rules? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you prince of New England. <laughs> you king of Maine. Uh, yeah, the web shooters. I mean, the web shooters are. It is his weapon. It is his mode of transportation. It is his way of grabbing stuff. And if you're a little kid like me who used to put quarters in the little egg vending machines, it is imagined by every kid that happens to get that little sticky gum thing that really is only good for grabbing a piece of paper off the table. Uh Uh-huh. But you practice grabbing that piece of paper off the table. Yep. Like, oh. I mean, it really is the only one that functions as a weapon and a mode of – well, no, Iron Man's suit does function as a weapon and a mode of transportation. Absolutely. But it's there's an elegance to the web slingers. Yes. Web shooters? What do you call them? Slingers shooters? shooters? They're web shooters. shooters. He's the web slinger. He's the web slinger. They're the web shooters. Slinging the webs out of his web shooters. There is a sublime elegance to the web shooter. Yes. That I absolutely love. And I think 100% that's a finalist. Yes. Now – Mm-hmm. Say you're Iron Man, mm-hmm. and you can fly all over the place. You can move real fast. You can fly real high. What if you could defeat somebody like that simply by taking your gadget and laying it on his chest while he's on the ground? Yeah. He can't lift it because only one person can. Well, two. Actually, sure. three. A handful. A handful. Only a handful of people are worthy enough to lift the hammer of Thor, Mjolnir, one yeah. of two gadgets in the Thor category. Oof. The Catathory. Boo. Yeah. Stormbreakers, Stormbreakers not going to beat Mjolnir, I don't think. Well, what's cool about Stormbreaker is it can summon the Bifrost, which Mjolnir yes. cannot. True. And of, of the functions that they each can do, Stormbreaker mm-hmm. may have a slight edge. But one thing I love about Mjolnir, and one thing I love about Mjolnir over Iron Man's suit that I think is interesting, mm-hmm. is the only requirement to wield Iron Man's suit is to be a genius and a billionaire. The requirement to wield Mjolnir is virtue. Whatever virtue means, it is you have to be the hero. And whatever a hero means, it is fighting for the little guy. It's putting others above yourself. It's all of those virtues that signify what it means to be a hero. Then and only then are you even allowed to pick this thing up? Yes. I would put that near the top of this for that reason. It's a small circle of people that are worthy. Steve yeah. Rogers is worthy. Beta Ray Bill is worthy. Uh, obviously, Odin can wield it because he had it made. Right. But uh, who's Beta Ray is, Bill? 
Federate Bill is an alien. We don't need to get into it. He's actually appears briefly in Ragnarok as one of the statues on uh, Sakaar. Anyway, oh. I'm sure he'll appear at some point. Sure. If they don't keep review bombing good films like the Marvels. But anyway, great weapon. Uh, he can use it a lot of different ways. He can use it to, he can spin it real fast to create a shield for himself. He can use it to fly. He can throw it and summon it back to him. It's just a really cool weapon. So that, that one's up there. How about a glove where when you put a bunch of jewels in it, you can control everything? You know what, Hal? Hmm. It's wielded very briefly by Iron Man at the end. It is. But I would call that a villain gadget more than I'd call it a hero gadget. That's fair. That's fair. All right. How about... Uh, uh, for those who don't know, we're talking about the Infinity Gauntlet. The Infinity Gauntlet. What about Captain America's shield? It's a shield, man. It's very strong. It's a shield. And a weapon. Yeah. It's not going to win. And he uses it to sled. Sure. It's great. It's not going to win. It's a shield. Okay. It's iconic. It's a big, it's a big shield. You might as well say the Silver Surfer's surfboard. I have it here on the list. No, I know. I'm looking at it. I'm also eliminating (laughs) that one. How about pin particles? Pin particles are cool. I feel about pin particles the way I feel about the Ant-Man movies, which is like, yeah, these are awesome. They don't have nearly the ginormous gravity that everything else has. Okay. They do one thing really, really well. In the case of the movies, they're dope heist movies. In the case of the pin particles, they make things shrink or grow. How about Daredevil's Billy Club? It's a club. He uses it to swing off of things. They're nunchucks. Mm -hmm. So it's like a device. It's a, it it is a gadget. It's not just, it's not just a club. It, he can collapse it and use it a bunch of different ways. It's fine. Not, not so much. Okay. If we're going with, I'm not going to call it an everyday item. But it's somewhere a cross between an everyday item and a hero super gadget. But I think we've got our best everyday item and our couple of best hero gadgets that are already beating it. All right. Uh, let's do uh, just a quick magic rundown. Dr. Fate's helmet of fate slash helmet of Nabu or Nobu. I don't know who Dr. Fate is. It gives him, uh, he's like the Dr. Strange of DC. Okay. He's a powerful sorcerer. Is he played by Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Next. <laughs> well, let's talk about Stephen Strange. I got two for him. One is the cloak of levitation. The cloak is which, super fun. And not only does it allow him to float, but it's made of a really durable material. So in a limited way, you can use it as a shield in the comics mm-hmm. as well as in the film. And then the eye of Agamotto, which, uh, which in the films is uh, the time stone, the time stone, but in the comics is used to find and show the truth. Here are a few things that it can do. It can mm-hmm. emit an all-revealing life. It can play back recent events. Uh, it can use things like telepathy, like a magical kind of telepathy. And then it is the only thing, when he astral projects, it comes with him and retains its abilities. So he can use it in either state, which is rare. I mean, the Eye of Agamotto is really, really cool. Yes. That's not the winner. I don't think it's the winner. Again, for a couple of reasons. One, in the same way that the sonic screwdriver is kind of a deus ex machina, mm-hmm. anything that has a long list of things that it can do that just keep getting revealed more and more through the comic books feels a little deus ex machina to me. Also, the eye of Agamotto, he's got to hold on to because it can be wielded by anyone, right? Well, I mean, you have to know how to use it, but right. But it's not in the same way that Mjolnir Spider-Man's the only guy that knows how to use his web shooters. Mjolnir can only be wielded by Thor. 
Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm starting to, because yes, they're all very cool. I'm kind of eliminating things, even if I can put them against one other thing that will beat it. And I think Mjolnir beats the eye of Agamotto because nobody can just pick up Mjolnir. Does it beat web shooters? I don't know. Here are my finalists as I have them right now. Okay. And tell me what you think and if you think that we're in line. From our first round before the break, we have the lightsaber and mm -hmm. Indiana Jones's whip. Okay. And then from the superhero world, I'm taking into the end Mjolnir and the web shooter. And I okay. don't think anything else. That's fine. Does that work for that. you? Yeah, works for me. All right. So those are our four finalists. What are we looking at? I think that there's one of these four that's not unique to one person. And that's the lightsaber. Oh, so it's, so this is a, as written, the question was, that's hero good, yeah. gadget, not heroes gadget. But that we keep talking about only Spider-Man can use the web shooters. Only Thor can use Mjolnir. That's what we've applied on the superhero side. Yeah. So to true. bring it over, yes, anybody can use a whip, but can anybody use a whip the, the way, way Indy does? Indiana Jones. Jones does. Whereas a bunch Is of a lightsaber too ubiquitous. There are too many of them. I mean, they're a good gadget. They're a an elegant weapon from a more civilized age, but sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'm look, we're going to have to eliminate some, so it's going to be splitting hairs and this might be the hair that we split for eliminating the lightsaber. Yeah. I think I would eliminate it. And, and okay. th there are others who use the web shooters. Miles Morales uses them. Spider Gwen. They are used by the spider people of various universes, but they are unique to them. There aren't just people walking around with web shooters. Right. They're unique to the Spider-Man. Yes, the spider people. The yeah, spider, spider folk. folks. All right, so we're down to three. We're down yeah. to Mjolnir, the web shooters, and Indy's whip. I kind of love Indy's whip just because it's so simple and it's used in so many different ways. Yes, and iconic to the character, too. Yeah. Hard to imagine him without it. You want to just go with that one? I don't know. Well, let's talk we about it. Do we want to try to, do we want to try to, here's the question. Do we want to try to come up with an argument for something that could beat it when we already know it's the answer or agree it's the answer? Or are we just saying we like it? Here's what I want to do. I want okay. to, with these three in mind, the web shooter, Mjolnir, and the whip, I want to forget about those. I want to forget about our three finalists for right now. Don't because I don't want it to color this conversation, which is what do we have? What makes a great hero gadget, which we should have done at the beginning, I reckon. But is it the marriage of the hero and the gadget? I think so. Is it the absolute power that the gadget has? Is it I, the genesis no. of the gadget? No. Because each of them wins. You know what I mean? If it's the genesis of the gadget, it's Peter Parker's brilliant mind that comes up with the web shooter. If it's the absolute power of the gadget, it's Mjolnir. But if it's the marriage of the hero and the gadget, it's Indy's whip. 
Yeah, I think it's, I think the question is best hero gadget, right? Yeah. I think it's kind of implies the marriage between the two. Then I think we have our answer. People of the world? I thought it was going to be a superhero thing. I really did. I thought it was going to be, but it's not. It's Indiana Jones's whip. Look at all the different ways he uses it. He uses it almost as much as that blender from the TV episode. What was it called? Uh, was it the Vitamix? Potatoes. Yeah. Vitamix. The Vitamix. The early Vitamix. It does as many things as the Vitamix, but only in his hands. He uses it deftly with a masterful skill, and it's iconic to him in a very special way. For somebody who is not immortal, doesn't live for thousands and thousands of years, doesn't have the ability to harness the power of lightning without it doesn't have the strength and speed and agility of a spider without it. Like, it helps him at us. It saves his life a number of times. And that's what makes it the best hero gadget, asked and answered. What surprise, a fun surprise. surprise answer. Yeah. Who Look knew? at that. Who knew? I love it. I love it. Well, this topic is closed. Thank you, Kitty, for the topic. There are many more topics to discuss, so please reach out to us via email at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, discuss the hero gadgets that you love and why you love them, because there's nothing, uh, there's no wrong answer when it comes to your opinion. Facebook.com slash group slash wegotthispodcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. You can find him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, with whom I would love to whip out my whip real wide, gather everybody up into a great big circle, and pull you all in for a giant group hug. Because you give Hal and I the opportunity to do this week in and week out. And we love getting together and talking about this stuff. Obviously, we've done it almost 500 times now. And it is all because of you. To all the people of the world, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.